Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 102. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Good morning. Uh, it's nice of you to start the podcast while I'm away from my mic. That was cool. It was a it was a roll of the dice. <laughs> See if I'd be back in time. Yeah. Just had to go to the other side of my desk. You did pretty well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder. If you like what you hear on this podcast, if you believe in the driven mindset, if you care about your own pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, then please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, then share it with somebody else that you think would benefit from the driven mindset. That's how we grow. That's how we share this mindset and get it out into the world and get more people into the driven community. And the bigger this community gets, the more that we can continue to share in our pursuits of excellence and the stronger that will make each of us, which in turn will make the world a better place. Dan, do we have any news-worthy topics to discuss this morning? Yeah, you know, uh, because we kind of did like a back-to-back recording. I should have listed this on a previous episode, but um, did you know racing season started last weekend? Quote-unquote racing? Or a couple weekends ago. What is racing season? Oh, well, any racing season just in general. Did you know it started? I'm pretty sure in California that's year-round. Well, yeah, you guys are lucky enough to have nice weather, but yes. uh, Okay, tell me. Tell me. No, real professional racing like on TV for the year started. Uh, What is it? The 24-hours of Daytona was on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention that, and it (laughs) was. I, I maybe caught a couple hours of it here and there. Um. It was good. The ending was good. GT GT cars are really cool. Yeah, the the GTD cars and the and which are the manufacturer owned ones and the GT cars that are the privately owned ones are, in my opinion, more fun to watch. Obviously, the LMP cars are the super fun to watch because they they look weird and they <laughs> sound, they actually sound really cool. Like they're hybrid now. Yeah, right? they're hybrids. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was a it was a good race. It was very competitive uh, at the end. So, um, Porsche Penske took the the win over Wheeling Cadillac, which Cadillac is pretty known to win that race. Yeah, so pretty good pretty for... big. It was like door to door down the back stretch. It was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. It, it was, In a twenty four uh, hour race. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, and their fastest laps were separated by point. Oh, five. A close margin, yeah, one would very, say. Yeah, that that is a close margin of victory was two seconds. Wow, so, dang! Pretty, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And then uh, sick week is going on, which mm. if anyone doesn't know, what sick week is it is a drag and drive race event. And uh, the you know they're it's down in Florida. They're going from drag strip to drag strip, trying to get the best average. And I think uh, I saw the coolest video ever, 
Uh, Cletus McFarland's team nailed their dial in exactly at 850, which is <laughs> you never see ever. Nice. That's it, awesome. It, especially a car that fast. You never see that. Who, which car was it? Up it there? was uh, Ruby and oh. uh, J- J- uh, his James, uh, yeah, Jack Stan James Jimmy. Hall was uh, was driving and just nice. wild. And now, now I, I watched last night's video and now, now they're going too fast. That makes sense. I love watching. Cletus does really, really good videos of him and his team at the drag strip. They yes. they just are so perfectly balanced on the hype. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they all have it. a different kind of skill set, too, which is really cool. Mm. Yeah. Like, you get James who gets on camera, and he's so technical. And then you yeah, have, so you have Cleet that gets on, and he's just the goofy entertainment the face you know but you, get, you know he's really freaking smart also right and then you uh, get george on who's got some comedic relief and also a decent camera guy you know and then you yeah. get um ty his his fabricator that dude makes some art <laughs> like some of the stuff i've seen them pull out of that shop i'm like whoa it's the young guns of bradenton yeah they're <laughs> they're nuts yeah all right so let's move on to the appraisal segment where Dan and I give each other surprise auctions from the internet and we have to guess on what the final bid is going to be and whoever gets the closest to their final bid on a percentage basis wins. Yeah, I really so, surprised myself with mine this week. Yeah, so last week... I gave Dan a 1985 F-150 grandpa spec. That's about all we needed to say about it. It was so cool. <laughs> it was clean, but not, you know, 55,000 miles. It was all right. And, and apparently it was above all of the comps. The current bid at 12,300 or whatever it was, was above yeah. all the comps that Dan could find at the time. And Dan went out on a big old limb and was like, you know what? There's five hours left. I think it'll do $17,250. And it ended up going for $18,000. Yeah. And, and what drove me nuts is that it was in overtime at 17250 with 20 or 40 seconds something like that left and somebody bid it up to 17500 and it wouldn't stop until 18 i'm like it was there it was there no you just couldn't leave it alone i almost been, perfected it <laughs> it would have been the first perfect hit we ever I, had <laughs> i know i was like this is it <laughs> dang all right well so that puts you off by 4% and then me i had the hhr turbo five speed no automatic thing and i guessed eleven thousand, which was on the low end really compared to the comps that i had seen and it went for 12,750. so i i guessed too low 14 percent off so dan widening his margin of lead again <laughs> i just i don't know what's going on with some of these cars i'm just like Nail driving Nailing a couple it, of yeah. them. <laughs> so I'm at 21.67%, Dan at 18.17%. Yeah, the, the HHR surprised me. Well, I got one that's going to surprise you. Me too, I think, because I'm surprised. <laughs> so what I have for you, Dan, is a car. Well, a truck. It's a truck. Okay. All right. It is for sale from the same dealer that had that Nissan March 
oh, in Texas. For fuck's sake. Here and we what we have today for you is a 1998 Isuzu Elf crew cab, five-speed diesel is, flatbed. Is this the second Elf we've had on this podcast? It is the second Elf we've oh, had. Yeah, but say, this like, one is bigger. Yeah, it's much I bigger. Find it here. So this thing has 110,000 miles. It has a flatbed with a fold-down little side uh, panels and, and tailgate damn, on it. Three grand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a five-speed manual, 3.1 liter diesel four-cylinder. And it's, again, another car with a really big four-cylinder in it. That's so cool. This is a diesel, though. It is a diesel, and it's a crew cab. It's like a big, fat crew cab. Is that a concert stage as a bed? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's just plywood. <laughs> um, oh, and it's a dually. I should. So the way I sh- meant to introduce this is, Dan, I'm giving you a crew cab short bed dually. Is I what do I should have said. Feel bad for the vehicle I picked for you. No, you shouldn't. I remember seeing this <laughs> yesterday when I was surfing. Um, oh, it's right-hand drive. Man, this thing's cool. It, uh, it, it's from Japan. It has a key with a with a little Carfax key ring on it, and the the key has the word "fuck" engraved on it. Uh, uh, Except it's F U K. You can't F-U-K. even comp this. Of course not. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> Like, we're not going to let Dan use his brain on this one. <laughs> but the bidding was fierce it a couple started, days ago. Yeah, yesterday. It looked, or two days ago? Yeah, two days ago. And so we're getting it's after it. 1700 1800 1950 2050 2200 2500 I don't even know what these are worth. <laughs> Is I, it 10 I, grand? I honestly have 15 zero grand? <laughs> idea. It's a, it's a good one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like you for it. Um, The last elf we had went for $27,000. An elf fire truck went for sixteen. <laughs> a rollback car hauler elf went for twenty. What was the and we did the we... camper last time, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was a yeah, camper with the cool like retro nineties <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, this one's gonna kill me. I, uh, I, eight grand. I don't know. Uh, I, I have zero, zero idea. I can't eight even grand remotely. It is. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sc- I'm screwed on this one. <laughs> hey, I'm just just throwing out eight grand. I I'm probably getting burned either one way or the other here. Or you or you nail it again. Or I uh, nailed it. And, yeah. And all of the pain that you're feeling and all of the gloating that I'm feeling right now are all for naught. <laughs> you got me. What do you got me? So if you back out of your listing, <laughs> my car is right next to yours. I wasn't looking at the listing like that. Oh, <laughs> I don't do I don't do it like that. Oh, uh, well, uh, mine coincidentally is literally right next to it. It's a thirty-one thousand mile two thousand eight Honda Element 
EX. In okay. Blue. All right. All right. Let's see. Current bid is at thirteen seven fifty. Oh yeah, that that makes total sense. It just blows my mind. They're these still worth are, that much. These things are sick. Uh, it's at yeah thirty one thousand miles, two point four liter in line four, five speed automatic in atomic blue metallic. Uh, it is very clean. Very clean. Uh, ends in about a day, and uh. I, yeah, this one. Just, so this one's a two-wheel drive. Me. It's a two-wheel drive automatic, and the the high-value ones seem to be more of the. There's something called an EXP that looks pretty dang cool, actually. And there's the SC, the Element SC. Yeah, I know nothing about these and why they're so expensive. Because <laughs> they're great cars. What more do you need to know? <laughs> Um, this thing does have roof crossbars, side steps. Sick. Hell yes. Polished 17-inch wheels. Or 16-inch wheels, I'm sorry. Uh, I love the color. Me too. I, I would drive this, but I man, is it expensive. <laughs> okay, yeah. One with 106,000 miles went for fourteen grand back in April. <laughs> That's insanity. I'm sorry. So I'm going to say, I don't know what to say. I don't know. The pictures are really nice. This is like a very well-presented option also. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> I'm going to say 17777 dollars Hey, that's oddly specific. Just started throwing out sevens and kept going. That's all there is. That's the method to my madness on that one. Dang. So we got to wait now like 24 hours, both of us, before we get our um, <laughs> relief. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Way I know. To start and, and, this podcast. And, isn't and that was just a random page I stopped on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one, though. That's a solid, solid choice. It's, I feel, just, it's just weird enough. It's just weird enough. But also, like, I feel sufficiently challenged with that one. Yeah. There's, like, a good amount of comps, but there's plenty of variables on those comps and mm -hmm. enough time left in the auction. And it's just a good, it's a good one. That was a good one. All right. All right, folks. You've heard Dan and I talk a lot about the fact that the internet is ruining the world. However, we've also talked about the fact that it has some good redeeming qualities. We've almost talked out of both sides of our mouths, to be honest. We've said it's good. We've said it's bad. So today, what I thought we should do is really get to the root of why we think it's okay to be talking out of both sides of our mouths. And the way you do that is you have to beat the internet. If you are a driven person and you're pursuing excellence in your life, you can allow the internet to rule you and be horrible for you. Or you can win. You can use the internet for everything good about it and take what's good and leave the rest. And so that is the tactical 
toolkit, I'll call it, that we want to give you today is some of the some of the methods that we use to beat the internet because we're we're not perfect. We still have fallen victim to it on on occasion, but we're also prescient enough to sort of see how it affects others and and how it has affected ourselves and we want to avoid that in the future. So we thought we'd clarify for ourselves the tools that we use to beat the internet and we would share those with you all as well. So we have to start this discussion by first defining, you know, why the internet is bad, but then what is good about it. So I've come up with the three D's of the internet in the same way that I have the three D's of automotive service. This is the three (laughs) D's of the internet. This is the three bad things, the three, three of the bad things about the internet. Number one, it is divisive. Obviously, we all know this. It's very easy to feed your confirmation bias on the internet. It's very easy to go on there, Google what you want to Google and find all the things saying that you're right. And there'll be plenty of people out there who are yelling for attention so that you listen to them and their opinion. And because they're yelling in order to get your attention, you think you need to yell in your voicing of this opinion, even if you're just at the dinner table with your family. (laughs) And thus begins a divide that we do not want to go down. The second D, it is distracting. Need I say more? No, not really. It's, It's always pulling our attention away from something else that we're probably supposed to be focused on and instead just feeding us junk. So on that note... That's why big corporate companies block a bunch of websites. Yeah. Productivity goes down. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, and the third D is that the internet is destructive. Specifically, it is destructive to your mind, kind of as we've already discussed, it's also destructive to your body. You're just sitting in one spot, probably with bad pop or pop, pop, oh boy, posture, <laughs> and uh, probably staring at a screen that isn't good for your eyes, and maybe blasting sounds that aren't good for your ears too loud or something. Yeah, blue light is not good for your eyeballs, yeah, and or, it will or your brain, and it will keep you awake longer, which is not 100%. good. Hundred percent. And the third thing that the internet is destructive to is your wallet because you get on there and you get all sucked up into consumerism and all of a sudden you turn into a rune and you own a very expensive watch. Thanks, Amazon. (laughs) Oh, please. No, not. This is not an Amazon watch. (laughs) This is a high quality luxury item that I now own and I'm proud of it and it motivates me. But it was the internet that motivated me to buy it. <laughs> I know, I know. I was on uh, Watch Talk for all, for all, about a month, and I just really was falling in love with Rolexes. I was on Watch Trading Academy, ah. so I bought low for this one. There you go. I'll do all right. If I ever sell it, I'll probably make money. <laughs> all right. So those are some of the bad things about the internet. But here's how the internet is good. I've come up 
with three E's <laughs> as to why the internet <laughs> is good because we need everything to be in memorable, alliterative lists. Makes our lives easy. So the internet is good. Why? It's educational. So kind of like to the point I just made, I actually knew nothing about watches until like November. Same. And then I learned what the difference between a quartz and an automatic movement is. And I learned about how watches can self-wind and what the Swiss movement construction really looks like and what it does. And therefore, why some watches are worth $10 and others are worth a quarter of a million dollars plus. I never understood that. And I'm starting to now. I was actually researching Richard Mille this morning because I was like, I still don't really understand why Richard Mille is so freaking expensive compared to other watch brands. And maybe I'll figure it out someday. But for now, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I bet the internet can educate me on that if I spent a little more time with it. So that's number one. Number two, the internet is good for you because it is enriching. And what do I mean by that? It's enriching to your community. The We Are Driven network actually is built on the internet. It's filled with people who are driven and who are looking to improve our lives in our pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. And we have chat rooms on there where we discuss all of those things. And it is a community built on the internet. Number three, the internet is good for you because it gives you exposure exposure both for yourself and to others. And so in this way, I don't mean others as in necessarily building your community. I mean more other opinions, other sources of information, other ways of doing things. And so part of my weight loss and, and physical transformation journey started when I found some dude on Instagram named Kenny. And Kenny was doing muscle-ups and had abs and was posting his macros on his Instagram story every day. And I messaged him and I was like, what's this? What, what's this app that you're using to count your macros? Because you have a physique that I aspire to have. And uh, he, he showed me the app and I got in and, and that started my, my journey was having exposure to some random person literally in Toronto, Canada, just because of internet. And it was actually Kenny that introduced me to Andy, who we've talked about on this podcast before. Yep. Shout out, Andy. Yes, yeah, see, I took that point in a totally different way. Okay, tell me. So when you say exposure uh, for yourself and others, uh, I took it from a business standpoint of... Mm of just having like if you put your business out there and what you're doing with it and do some marketing on the internet, that's business exposure to gain yes, customers. Yes, absolutely. That's a part of it as well. Yeah. That's how I took it. Yeah. That, that was the exposure to self or for yourself part is if you, right. if you are using it to get attention for yourself, then it is a positive thing. The internet is. So the internet is divisive, it's distracting, it's destructive. It's all these bad things that really are what I would say how, Dan, what would you say? Like 80% of people engage with the internet. Maybe more, maybe a higher percentage. 
I'm saying this is across all age groups, all different types of people all over the world. What do you think? Um, or maybe you put it in percentage of time uh, more than percentage of people. I would say percentage of time is more on the bad side than the good these days. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion, I I I, I hope someone can prove me wrong. We're so. in we're in our own little bubble, I think. So like the people that we talk to may not be at the worst of it, but you see sure. you see people around in the world who are glued to their phones, who are scrolling, yeah. who just scroll TikTok for a couple hours a day. Nothing pisses me off more than going to a concert and just seeing a phone. <laughs> Like or, or ten thousand phones. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yeah. all up in the air filming. It's so like I don't want to watch the concert through the person in front of me's phone. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down, goddammit. Yeah. Don't quit get off of Instagram live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um or yeah, or it's like you, even if like you're going out for like a nice meal and you just see people at tables and they can just have their phone out and they're not talking to each other, they're not socializing, like it, it's just Get your shit together, people. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. But the internet can be good because it can be educational, it can be enriching, and it can create exposure to others and for yourself. Look, the amount of times I have went on YouTube to try and fix my furnace, unreal. (laughs) Unreal, man. Wait, what do you mean? Like you've gone on but then forgotten that that's what you were there to do and and no 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 no. i'm saying for the educational portion of it Uh like it when my furnace has gone out like the first thing i do i'm going to youtube to figure out why it's not working yeah and same for so many diy projects out there but crucially i think it it can be educational in that way, but it could also be you open YouTube and the algorithm is f- staring you in the face with something so clickable. Oh, 100%. And you're like, I forgot why I'm here. You know where that happens <laughs> to me a lot is I'm trying to go to a Facebook group to research something or ask a question and I end up on Marketplace. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. Yep. And it's really annoying. Yep. And that's destructive to my wallet. Well, that's the one that, that, that is for me. Well, that's that's the eye candy for you. That that's the the dopamine hitting your brain. Absolutely, yeah. Except also, I'm one of the people that'll actually execute. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rush, though. Yeah. Okay, so we've established some things now, but let's talk about how to stick with the good. And really what that means is how to beat the internet, how to beat the internet at its own game and utilize it for the positive, enriching, educational, exposing, even though that sounds kind of weird, value that the internet can provide. How do we get there? So Dan and I each have a couple of tactics that we will now share with you. Dan, you want to go first? Yeah, um, you know, to to beat the internet, some good things to do. Um, you know, I know of some people, and and I think I actually need to get on this train. Um, I have a coworker, uh, who during certain hours of the day, uh, whether it's during work time, or if he's you know doing specific family stuff, uh, he actually I don't know how he does this with his phone because I don't know if you can do it with Apple or not. Uh, he actually locks himself out of 
the eye candy style apps like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. So that way he cannot access them during the important hours of his life. Yeah. Um, and, you, I, and I think it's a great strategy, especially um, as me, like I, I'm just like a ruin. There's certain websites I can't go to in the middle of the day because then I'm just I'm locked into it. Like as soon as we're done with our auction appraisals, I close the pane because I will just stare at it. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think I think that what he's doing is a good example of a way to to kind of beat the Internet and be more productive with your life throughout the day. And I need I to figure agree. out how to do it on an iPhone. I don't, it, I don't know. So how you do it is you go to the focus settings ah, page. Yeah. Okay. And then you can set like work as one of as one of the statuses that you can put your phone on is work. Ah, and within okay. work, you can block certain apps. Oh, it, it within those work hours? Because his is locked Not, like from not X certain hours. Okay. I think you can you can schedule statuses though. Okay, yeah, his actually like locks him out from like 8 a.m. to 5. And he can't unlock that's a, it. That's a long time. <laughs> I know. Well, no, he, he does yeah, that just stay him. stay on track, that's great, you know? Yeah. Um okay. But he's got a Google Pixel, so it's all might be different. Easier I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand it. All right. Well, I'll I'll throw in one that's kind of in line with this and it's called make bad stuff hard to click. Yeah. And so what I had to do for this one is I'll find myself sometimes sitting at my computer near the end of the day or on a weekend and I'll have a task in front of me that I just do not want to do. Uh-huh. Edit a PowerPoint or make a financial model or write an article it's a spreadsheet yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) something like that and it's in chrome it's in my browser Mm -hmm. and my browser has a bookmark pane across the top of it and so that bookmark pane has my whole life really on it easily accessible there it has all the bookmarks for all my different businesses all of the current projects that i'm working on and that is how I quickly can pretty much get anywhere. But one of the problems with it is I can quickly get anywhere, including YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. And the problem with having those websites bookmarked right next to the working pane that I'm working in is... It's very easy for my mouse to just absentmindedly drift itself. Right? Is this just drifting up? (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't mean for it to be. uh, I guess I'm on YouTube now, and it's (laughs) just a muscle memory, absent-minded thing. It's wild, actually. Well, yeah. It's like I said earlier. It's it's that it's that dopamine kick that your brain is just like craving a lizard about yeah yeah it's it's like the same concept of like smokers like they need they need yeah, that yeah, that yeah, nicotine yeah. hit and that, and that's exactly kind of along the same lines of like yep i'm bored i don't want to do something i'm gonna go get my fix and then doom scroll for you now. run away yeah. you run away yeah and so what i had to do is put the bookmarks that will trick me in a folder and and hide them from myself yep. basically. Yep. I had to give myself just a little bit of an extra barrier 
where I had to click twice instead of once mm-hmm. before I go to those pages. And it works. It makes me pause. It gives me that one, you know, tenth of a second where I go, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to be doing that. And then I close yeah, there, it. Like, oh, I yeah, there's a, there's a consequence if I go further. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a caution sign. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm notorious for doing that too on, on my iPhone because I, I don't use like the app search button like where you type in the name of the app and go to it. So the distracting ones, I put in the little groupings and I name them things that don't make any sense. <laughs> like, yeah. like here's social media, but it's probably called something else. And it's three pages away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way, like, it's, I'm not even enticed. I don't even know it's there. That is a good way to do it for sure. The the one, and this is an annoying one, is you can you can't make these kind of settings within apps where you might need it for one use, but it has multiple uses. So like Facebook, mm-hmm. but let's talk about Instagram. If you very quickly need to pull your phone out to make an Instagram story about something that's happening right in front of you that is going to give yourself exposure in a good way to other people, you kind of need it right there. Right. And then you just have to exercise the muscle of, I'm not here to look at anything. I'm, I'm clicking on the app. And before I even look at my phone screen, I'm going to swipe to the right so that I am in the in the story posting camera yep. lens. You know, yeah. that's no eye candy for you. Way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, what's your second one? Um, so this one comes from the uh, the divisive side of of the internet for me, um, and I used to do this, you know, as a young teenager into my early 20s um don't engage in the polarizing conversations <laughs> please good one good one um it, it's i i know everyone has a, a strong opinion on things whether it's political or not um but they just waste your time they they amount to nothing and you will never agree with the person that you're arguing with and they will never agree with you it's much easier to have those conversations in person and it doesn't melt your brain. As it, much. Yeah, as much. <laughs> well, I mean, in person, like you can at least like look at somebody eye to eye, have the conversation and somehow find the middle ground. You can't do that with a keyboard warrior. You're not That's looking exactly at exactly the term that I was about to use. Yeah. It, it, and, and for me, it's just, it's, it's just such a waste of your time and it'll get you so worked up for no reason. And it's just, it's easier to stay away from those conversations on the internet and just, sure, if you want, if you want to take five minutes, go read what the other people are arguing about. Sure, do it, but don't engage in it. it it's just, it's not well, healthy. But my tip here is going to make it so you can't even read yeah, they, they what go. other people. So, so my, my second one is feed good algorithms. That too. Yeah. So this was really big for me in 2020 when the world started cracking a bit. We had the pent up shit, emotional shit from COVID and then George Floyd happened and Uh social media went fucking bananas. Yep. It was terrible. It was awful. Every minute was another Mm. really, really strongly opinionated post. Yep. 
everybody started fighting. And I happened to be right down the middle of the aisle. <laughs> yeah, right. And I had people on both sides just lighting up on social media in their own echo chambers of their own algorithms. Yeah, and there's you and I who are like, we don't really care which way or the other. We <laughs> like- Yeah, but also, <laughs> but also, I found what content I wanted to engage in and I figured out what content I didn't want to engage in. And the content that I didn't want to engage in was the content that pissed me off. Yep. And there was plenty of it at that time. And so I blocked and unfollowed a bunch of people Uh during that time. And it made it, it cleaned it up for me. And on the other hand, on the explore page was a guy named Sean Whalen, who at the time in May of 2020 was talking about how he had never put on a mask. And I was intrigued and thus began my <laughs> ex- my rabbit hole of finding all of the best libertarian influencers on Facebook, on, on Instagram, <laughs> and finding people who, who I agreed with and who I could engage with and then who I could join their communities and learn from how they lived their lives. And that has massively shaped who I am today for the better, I think, mm-hmm. because I found people who I already agreed with in a way that I didn't know how to articulate in a way that was pissing me off that I didn't know how to articulate. And I found others who agreed with me when I thought I was alone. And in finding those people, I was able to enrich my opinions on the subject, but also learn how to articulate them in a respectful way. I didn't, I, it wasn't, and this is what you should be avoiding with all this I wasn't finding myself in an echo chamber. And that's what is huge about this is you can't make it such that you hear one political opinion about this. And and really, at this point, I don't want any politics on my social media at fucking all. And so nope. the the way in which I engage with content is I skip past anything political on my social media and I will spend I will whether I actually like this single piece of content or not, I will often spend the time engaging with a motivation slash car post forever. I'll do that every single time. And hey, what do you know? I get more of it. My explore page right now is literally full of Murcielagos and private jets. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you surprised by? It's, right. it's Lamborghini, Gulfstream and Jocko is my. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, you know the coolest thing is about some of those car posts or car pages or car forums. Yeah, is is that even though there might be a divisive conversation going on in those places, they're often educational. Where the two people who are having you know the argument are probably both right. Like there, there's probably like some sort of like viewpoint on what parts better and what's and why, and this one's better and this is why. And, and you, you yourself just have to make the decision based on what they're arguing about. That's which they could well, both be right. Yeah, and you're talking about like car. Let me just say specifically. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on the politics thing. There, I probably have 
a hundred people. I just hit the unfollow button on Facebook. I'm like, nope, not reading this. I'll remain <laughs> friends, but I'm not reading this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. So that's how that's how you feed good algorithms is you curate who you're following or you're friends with and you intentionally avoid the content that does get served up to you that is bad, even if it's something that you just don't want to look away from. It's like you don't want to look away from an explosion or a car crash. <laughs> you're right. But if you if you actually witness a car crash in real life, it'll shake you up in a bad way. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, you don't want to do that every day, but that's literally what happens. I witnessed on one last media. year and uh, it freaked me out. Yeah. It's like, thank God I was, I was in one last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally, this, this dude just T boned a van right behind my mm. car. Like yeah. feet away. Yeah. And I Terrible. watched it all through the rear view mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Right? Uh yeah. yeah. It's just that man, now that we're talking about Elgos, I hope mine changes. Cause uh I, I had a that's bunch on of you. like that's, uh, it's on you. That's had a lot of political stuff it. on YouTube and uh-huh. I was I was watching something Saturday night and fell asleep and somehow my YouTube I, I must never turn it off. And it was auto playing uh some dude just bulldozing stuff for like four hours. Oh, you mean killdozer? No, this is like legit like this dude's just talking about like bulldozing land and Wait, getting that it sounds ready. like a great video. I know, that's what I'm saying. I hope it changes. Like I was like, man, I missed four hours of this while I was sleeping. <laughs> Dang. That well, that's good like sleep video too. I, you know, I woke up and I just hear the humming and the beeping. <laughs> I'm like, whoops! Didn't turn it off. Click. I'm I'm <laughs> smiling just thinking about this. I gotta see what the title the title That's of the awesome. video was though, because it's bulldozing for four hours. Everybody, yeah. go watch this video. Let's make it really popular. <clears throat> All right. Uh, yeah, building a rock crusher and testing it. <laughs> it was it was uh it was three and a half hours with the Who content. Who made this? Uh, some uh M. Bjornstrom. And then the video that played before that was two hours and (laughs) and it was I spent one year building a cattle farm. Don't know how my YouTube got there, but it did. You're in a good place on YouTube there. Yeah. I mean barely. (laughs) Yeah. That and I will say one thing though, like the whole van life content is super popular on YouTube right now. Oh yeah. And and their equivalent. So like I spent a year building a cattle farm. It kind of falls into that category. Sure, yeah. Are you going to do it? No. no. Is that worth spending two and a half hours of your fucking life? No. No. <laughs> but put it on in the background. <laughs> I mean... And then you'll, then you'll if, be enriched. If you need it, I guess. If the world goes into the apocalypse, I guess yeah. you know how to build a cattle farm. Hey, even still, I'm here fixing cars. <laughs> right. That's what I'm here to do. But yeah, I, after that... Yeah, I'm kind of hoping my elbow goes to some more DIY stuff. Or what? DIY, do there yourself. You there you go. Yeah. <laughs> DIY, DIY. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. All right. I have. This isn't a new segment, but this is going to be just something I got to throw in here, and we'll see if it catches on. We're gonna do. We're gonna play a runes cars for sale. Arun's car is for sale, okay. Yeah, I have some cars for sale. Dan, do you want any of them? 
Uh, Let me tell you what they are. I'll tell you what they are, and you tell me which one you want most. All right. I'm going to guess one's a Camry. No. (laughs) (laughs) I've only sold two Camrys. (laughs) All right. Number one, 2010 Crown Vic. Ex-police car, 138,000 miles. Clean title. Well-maintained. 4.6. Number two, 2017 Ford Fusion. We just put a used... New used transmission in it because the factory transmission blew itself to pieces at 86,000 miles. Very low miles. So we put a 63,000 mile one in. So you should have 23,000 miles of worry-free driving ahead. But it already has a pending code for a transmission-related issue. I don't want another one of those. (laughs) I've already had one. 2017. This is a sport. It's a blue 1.5 EcoBoost. Nope. You don't want it. You don't pass. Want it. All right, number three, 2002 Mercedes S55 AMG, 167,000 miles, riddled full of codes, but works great. That's a black one you just got from Seattle, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Black on okay. black. Yeah, hmm. great car. Great car. 350, very smooth ponies. <laughs> Sounds wrong. Okay. Thing, All right. It's about a All Mercedes. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. What am I forgetting? I got more cars. Oh, my. Okay. 1999 Suburban. Freshly repainted, fresh remanufactured Jasper 100,000 mile engine in it. 143,000 miles, one owner clean title. I'm about to say, this is the one that you bought and had issues yeah. with. But now I don't have any issues with it, but I don't need it. You're thinking about that one. All right, and number five. I don't yet have the title for this one, but I I think I will because the customer and I have agreed on my purchasing of it. It's a 2013 Mazda CX-9 all-wheel drive. Oh. It is mint, mint, except the front diff blew a hole in the cover. <laughs> in, the, in the transmission housing. <laughs> so uh, it, we're putting a new one in. We will put a new one in. 98,000 miles. Hmm. <sighs> Which one well, do you take? Uh, the only thing fun there I'd probably take is the Crown Vic. Yeah, fair enough. I, uh, <laughs> These are all a I, bunch I, of lame. Dude, I, I have such a fucking love for those cars. All right, come get it. I don't, I don't know why. I just love them <laughs> so much. You can slide it all the way back to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe it's just because I grew up just seeing them all across every piece of car content ever. You grew up seeing it? Crown Vicks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're cop cars. They're all over TV and video games yeah, that had yeah, a cop yeah. car in it. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, this one looks like a cop car. Yeah. Then, then I moved here, and they had uh, uh, Caprices. I thought it was weird. And then (laughs) now they're all explorers. Yep. Now everybody's got explorers or chargers. I would take one of them Caprices because all that is is a G8 anyway. (laughs) Seriously, it's all it is. It's a G8. Yeah. All right. That was a weird little extra segment we threw in there for fun. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about on how to beat the internet? (laughs) No. Uh, Just find time to stay away from it. Please just get off of it. You, you know, know how for, you find time to stay away from it is you stay away from it and then you the listen to this podcast there. and then don't do anything else on the internet for the rest of the day. Oh man, <laughs> too bad it comes out at four a.m. 
Yeah, on right. Sundays. On Sundays. You don't have to be on the internet on a Sunday. All right. That's it. How to beat the internet. The, the How to beat the three D's of the internet by bringing in the three E's of the internet is you, you hide the apps that you don't want to use. You lock the apps that you don't want to use. You make it hard to click on the websites that you don't want to use. You feed good algorithms and you learn how to build a cattle farm. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to engage more with us in the driven community, there's a few ways you can do that. We have a YouTube channel where I upload a weekly driven diary that is documenting my journey on my entrepreneurial side of my life as I build a billion dollar automotive services empire. Then we have this podcast. Thanks for watching. If you watching, listening, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. And then we have the Discord server. So the Driven Network is hosted on a Discord server, which is basically a series of chat rooms where we have a weekly group call. We have daily 4 a.m. motivational messages. And we have daily, pretty much, conversation on pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, personally relevant to the members of the group. And if you need directions to any of these platforms from us, you can find us on the internet. But don't do anything else. Just remember <laughs> that you're there to message one of us. So, Dan, where are people going to find you? Uh, I will give you educational information uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn as Dan LaRue. And uh, Instagram is Dan underscore LaRue. And for me, it's on Instagram at Arun D. Kumar and on Facebook and LinkedIn as Arun Kumar. And uh, that's all we got for today, folks. This has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay driven. Stay driven.